to the fourth edition of Soul Insight Podcast. First, do no harm. Today, we will be exploring some ideas that are used to control not only ourselves, but others. To control mass populations, organizations, with the ultimate goal of exploring concepts that may open us to begin to end what I'll call mass population polarization. Polarization is this black and white thinking, good and bad ways. It is two sides of an extreme, not only social media, but most of the corporate media in this country, a great majority of it has been polarizing situations, people's minds and the way that they think. And it has made who is good and who is bad on both sides of what is a two-party system, two sides of the same coin which is basically there's a good team and a bad team, like it's some sort of sports game. Politics affects every person's lives. Politics affects our environment. It affects education. It affects healthcare. It affects everything. And looking at patterns and just tracking who is lobbying and who is being funded it turns out that both of these sides of the same coin are being very much funded by the same corporations on both sides of the political spectrum. Now I choose not to be polarized. Instead, it is a choice of listening and critical thinking and looking for patterns. The great danger we are all collectively in is demonizing anything or anyone. No matter what corporate media you look at, we basically have in the United States six corporations that run everything. And these corporations are based on ads or money that also come from other corporations. And it's not saying that all corporations are bad, but when corporations are making the decisions for the general well-being of the population and are harming, this is what's called a corporatocracy. And looking at the patterns, it may be that we have already arrived there. I also want to talk about a concept that is called projection. Now, you can have projection like the projection of my voice coming out to you. You can have projection in the terms of a, a forecasting of what could happen or the light that comes out of a projector. There's something we call defensive projection where, for example, I would attribute my own unacceptable urges onto another person. I've learned this very much from being bullied, 
what happens is the bully, they project their own struggle with their own self-esteem. It may not seem like it, but they actually have a very low self-esteem. And they project that onto another person. They put someone down, or they pick on someone, or they do some form of intimidation, either by speaking, controlling, or certain physical actions. The bully normally doesn't feel very good about themselves deep down inside. When someone doesn't feel good about themselves, what they have to do to try to make themselves feel better is put other people down. And this normally comes from a pain, maybe in childhood or in another time, where they were humiliated or given a message that they weren't good enough. I'm not here to justify a bully's behavior, but what I can say is that people that do that have lost their own personal empowerment at some time in their past, and the way they feel better is to control others, which is also, in the end, damaging not only to the other person that they bully, but to the environment they're in. Divide and conquer. This was something that the last bully and liar I encountered would say often in the office. Divida et impera, divide and rule, is what Julius Caesar said. Julius Caesar, born in 100 BC, by the time that he took power, this divide and conquer was very much a part of the Roman war strategy. This is what has been used in politics and what has been used in this right and left political splitting. This is exactly the same kind of energy and pattern. This is a challenge if your housing is threatened if your food is threatened, if you're unable to work. All of these things we must make sure as a collective, no matter what political party, no matter what political viewpoint, no matter what box that you are put in by any kind of group, that through all of the money that runs through this country, that people are given access to that. Now, looking at the companies that have profited during this pandemic and the individuals who have profited, it makes absolutely no sense that part of their profit shouldn't go back into the place that they have profited from. This will require a whole new restructuring, and I invite you to begin to dream and to discuss and to look at new possibilities. Of course there are possibilities, and of course there are new waves and waves, and our job is to begin exploring and also listening. One of the things I have found very disturbing in this, quote, transition of power was how, through social media and other ways, certain groups of people were censored. I may not agree with some of the beliefs that these people have, but censorship 
can go down a very dangerous road. And also, I ask you to look at what were the conditions that created these movements. Movements are not created out of nothing. They are a reaction to another kind of system. It is irresponsible of us to say there's one good team and one bad team. When you have systems that treat people badly, that don't pay them a living wage, that are taking land that is not theirs, that are following the remnants of what was called manifest destiny and what was the roots of colonization, this does not allow for sovereignty. We deserve to give the young people and those not born and those who have just been born a better future, a better future for this planet as well. This goes beyond this country. It goes for everything. At this point, with what's happening medically, what's happening on a societal level, I ask you to look beyond the promising words and to take a breath. I'd also like to speak about something that has to do with our media and has to do with our various medical systems. And the first is what we call the placebo effect. The placebo effect is actually used in every Western scientific study of medicine where a group of people are not given the medicine and they don't know and what happens. And in a lot of cases, the reason why is because it's so powerful when a person believes that something's gonna help them, whether it be a certain medicine or a person or an idea, the body follows and shifts and changes. This placebo effect is incredibly powerful and has been connected to miraculous recoveries and healing. Now, just as the placebo effect has shown, we also have what no one is talking about, but is very important, is the nocebo effect. The nocebo effect is the opposite of the placebo effect in the sense that if a patient is told that they have a sickness and they're given X amount of time to live or to survive, and maybe, let's just say, there's been actual documented studies where someone was given, for example, an X-ray that showed cancer. And the doctor looks at the X-ray and tells the patient, okay, you have cancer, and based on our studies, you have X amount of time to live. And then that person uh, went back and actually died in X amount of time. And later, it was revealed that that x-ray was not correct. It wasn't that person. So just as the placebo effect is so powerful, the nocebo effect is incredibly powerful. And as I've explained before, most of us do not even realize how the subconscious runs so much of our lives that when a whole population is terrorized for whatever reason, what that also does is lower the immune system. And when a population is given information that 
scares them and they're not allowed to fully breathe or they're not given full information that they could use, empowering things that they could use to strengthen the immune system. This also has a huge effect. And it is important to not be rushed or scared into doing anything that you don't want to do. We know there are things we can do to strengthen our body, to strengthen our mind, and to work with things energetically so that we can find balance. But connect in to this planet. Connect in to this special place that we're all born into. And if you have access to being in nature, of going somewhere and being in nature, whether it's in your house with a plant, or actually going outside and putting your feet on the earth and just listening, if you have a way to look at the sky, to watch the sun, to breathe fresh air, do it. Sovereignty is something that should be every human being's birthright. This is a right of creation. I was looking up another definition of sovereignty and I found this quote by Jordan Hall. In his words, sovereignty is the capacity to take responsibility. It is the ability to be present to the world and to respond to the world rather than to be overwhelmed or merely reactive. Sovereignty is to be a conscious agent. Let's live with an open mind and open heart begin to listen to one another, begin to be curious about what the possible enemy may be and may think. And let's work to build movements and systems that respect all people, all elements, and all land. Thank you for listening. <laughs>